Whether you're stuck in traffic, preparing dinner, or simply chilling on the couch, we'd love to keep you company with Carte Blanche, the podcast. You can find all the latest episodes, weekdays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you access your favorite shows. Join us for some unique stories as we make sense of the headlines. 700 million rand. That's the staggering amount lost to fraudulent life insurance claims in 2021 alone. It's a sector ripe for abuse, and there's no end to the imaginative plots the fraudsters come up with to scam insurers of huge sums. Our next story has shades of the Tabor Besta saga about it. A couple allegedly prepared to stop at nothing to satisfy their greed, even if it entails murder. It's a story that's shaken a community in Soshanguwe, just north of Pretoria. A tale of two Sibusisos. The first, Sibusiso Tsitebe, a man who went missing early last year. The second, Sibusiso Mahlangu, believed to have died also early in 2022. And at its core, Mahlangu's widow, Lerato, who would become a central figure in this treacherous saga. Lerato is raised by her aunt, Joyce Mokholobutu. Affectionately known as Mama Joyce, she's proud of how Lerato was brought up. She was a good child, like any other child who was raised well and taught respect. In her 20s, Lerato is employed by an insurance company. And falls in love with a hard-working taxi driver. Embraced by her family, he's the first Sibusiso in this drama, Sibusiso Sitebe. Initially, the relationship thrives, and in 2014, Lerato and Sibusiso have a daughter. Lina is Sibusiso's sister. She looks like her father. She's a spitting image of her father. But Lerato and Sibusiso Sitebe grow apart and they separate soon after their daughter is born. And it's here that the story has its first significant twist. Enter the second Sibusiso, surname Mahlangu. After the breakup, Lerato falls in love with this Sibusiso. But unlike Sitebe, her new love doesn't hit it off with Lerato's family. What I didn't like about him is that he was disrespectful. Nonetheless, Lerato and Sibusiso Mahlangu get married in 2018. Lerato changed after marrying Sibusiso. When we had family gatherings, Lerato didn't attend. Then the next twist. In January 2022, Mama Joyce gets a frantic call from Lerato saying the house she shares with Mahlangu is on fire. One boy went inside after they broke in. He said there was someone on the bed. They thought it was Sibusiso. Did you see the body come out of the house? Police didn't allow anyone to get close. 
Horrified by Sibusi Somahlangu's death in the fire, local activists, given Muraba, and others in the community step in to help. We provided support in the form of briar packs and such things for Mahlanga to be buried in peace. Lerato will soon collect close to 2 million rand from a life insurance policy. As this is unfolding, another Soshanguve family is grappling with tragedy. Sibusiso Sitebe, the father of Lerato's child, has disappeared. His family makes frantic calls, including to Lerato. Lerato told me that I was stressing her. I didn't know. I found out that day that her husband had died. Weeks turn into months and then into a year without word from Sibusiso Sitebe. Then the story's next and most significant twist. In April this year, Pretoria police pull over a car they suspect has been stolen. When they question him, the panicked driver makes a wild confession. He's a co-conspirator in his own faked death, succumbing to a fire at his home in Soshanguve the year before. The driver is in fact Sibusiso Mashangu, whose wife, Lerato, cashed in close to 2 million rand from an insurance policy after his supposed death. Then the final tragic twist, the real deceased and the body retrieved from the smoldering house around a year earlier is Sibusiso Sitebe, Lerato's former lover and the father of her child. Later, Mama Joyce and Lena are called to the police station and shown photos of the person killed in the fire. The officer opened a file. It had about three photos of the person who died. I said, this is Sibusiso Sitebe. Soon afterwards, Lerato and her husband are arrested on suspicion of murdering Sibusiso Sitebe, as well as defeating the ends of justice. Mama Joyce is bewildered. Mama Joyce's shock is understandable because in January last year, she was one of the mourners gathered at this cemetery to lay her niece's husband to rest. She had no idea that the funeral was just one link in a chain of sinister events that were connected to an alleged insurance fraud. And so began the unraveling of the bizarre case of the two Sibusisos. One, a devoted father, the other, a suspect in his murder. The Association for Savings and Investment represents major insurance and investment companies. Jean van Nikerk is the chair of its Forensic Standing Committee and says fraud and dishonesty are a massive drain on the sector. The latest stats that we had available indicated that around about 700 million of transactions, or value in transactions rather, were for fraudulent purposes. The biggest chunk of which relates to death benefits. Up from around 345 million in 2020 
to more than 588 million in 2021. And the biggest of these fraud cases often make for sensational headlines. Few more shocking than the case of convicted serial killer Rosemary Nomia Ndlovu. Policewoman Ndlovu received six life sentences for arranging the murder of five relatives and her lover. She was arrested while plotting the death of her seventh victim, who she wanted to kill in a house fire. Known as the insurance killer, she enriched herself by cashing in her victim's life policies. In South Africa, we're definitely seeing an increase in violent crimes, and that obviously links into murders, into death claims, for example. What then happens when fraud has been detected? Do we try to recoup funds or no? Absolutely, but I think even arguably above that, the more critical component is prosecuting these fraudsters. At the Soshanguva Magistrates Court in May, the Mashangus abandoned their quest for bail. The family of Sibusiso Mashangu declined our request for an interview, but his mother told us they know nothing about his crimes. The mother also received money. She's building a house with that money, but she didn't know that the money she got wasn't from the death of her son. That is the problem. Police have since exhumed the body said to be Sitebe's and await DNA results in their ongoing investigation. I don't even support Lerato. They know exactly what they did to this man. They killed him. Killing is in their blood. They killed him for money. The Sitebe spent over a year looking for Usbusiso. Their only wish now is to lay him to rest in line with the family's burial rites, hoping that his spirit will finally find peace. I still had that hope that he's alive somewhere, being mischievous. I dreamt about him, sitting with my mother in a beautiful place. By early July, the Setebe family was still awaiting DNA results following Sibu Siso Setebe's exhumation. Until then, they cannot lay him to rest and get the closure they have so desperately needed for the past year. That's another episode of Carte Blanche, the podcast, done and dusted. Remember to follow and subscribe to our show on Spotify and all other major podcasting platforms. Have something to say? Join the conversation using hashtag carte blanche on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram and TikTok.